0: Tonight's service is going to move along at a very fast clip. The title of the service is, I am thankful for my God. For the next hour, we're going to cover some of the attributes, actually eight, in fact, attributes of God. Um, I'll explain the attribute very briefly, then we will sing two songs that actually explain that attribute of God, and then I've asked different men of the church to come up and thank God for that attribute. You should not be just a bystander in this whole process. You should be active in this whole process. Uh, When we're thinking about the attribute, when we're singing, digging out the attribute through the song, and while the person is praying, you should be thanking God as well. So don't just be a bystander here. Don't let the service just run without you. Keep up with the service and be thankful for your God. Your concept of God is the most important thing about you. It is vital that you think correctly about God. When you know who God is, when you really know who God is, you'll find out that he is perfect and there is nothing that you would change about him. Even if you could, there'd be nothing that you would change about him. He is a perfect God and tonight we'll ask that the Lord would reveal himself to us and that we will be thankful for our God. Let's pray. Father, we bless your name. We thank you for the privilege of being here and we ask that this service would be fitting and honoring to you. May we understand you better and love you more, and may we be thankful for who you are. For we ask this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. The first attribute we have tonight is God's omnipotence. That's a big word, but never let big words throw you. If you don't know what a big word means, just ask and find out what it means. The the word may be scary, but the definition will not be. Omnipotence means that God is all-powerful. Think about what that means in your life. There's nothing that God cannot do. There's no problem that he cannot solve. There's no force that can stop him from doing whatever he wants to do. No danger that you can face that he cannot protect you from. God's arm is long and powerful and is set for the defense and protection of his children. What problem can you face? What situation can you have where you're omnipotent? The omnipotent power of your God is not the ruling force. It always is. You can rest easy because your God is omnipotent.
1: Number 11 in your hymnal, please. You'll just want to keep that songbook out because we will use it a lot this evening. So just put it in your lap and, and we'll turn from song to song. We'll sing one stanza of each song. Number 11, first stanza, I sing the mighty power of God. I sing the mighty power of God. majestic it is Lord we have seen your mighty power through the creation of the universe and all the things that that you have created and Lord we have seen your mighty power in the great miracles that are recorded in your word and we have seen the mighty power of salvation to a lost soul and we've seen the mighty power you give to your servants we thank you so much for that and we give you the honor and praise that you deserve in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Our next attribute is God's omniscience. It's another big word. It just simply means that God knows everything. You know, this is a very hard thing for us to comprehend because we have always been and always will be in a constant state of learning. And yet we still don't know very much. God has never learned anything. He knows everything. He knows the outcome of every decision. He knows the events of every day. He knows what we think, what we say, what we do. The most difficult problem or puzzle in the world, God knows the answer. And our lives are greatly impacted by the knowledge that God has. It makes our trying to hide our sin a ridiculous thought. Nothing is hid from God. It makes our trying to educate him and explain to him our problems completely unnecessary because he's already fully aware of every detail. It allows us to rest, no matter how big or confusing the problem is, because in his omniscience, God has the answer. Two
1: six zero, what a friend we have in Jesus. We'll sing that second stanza. 260, have we trials and temptations? Have we trials and temptations?
0: answer for us when we need it. Lord, you know all and you are gracious enough and willing enough to show us. God, I pray that we would rest in knowing that you know all and you know the best way for us. Lord, help us to put aside our pride and our our selfishness, Lord, and allow you to work through us. We thank you, Lord, in thy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our third attribute is God's omnipresence, which means that God is everywhere. In rural Iowa, it is not very hard to get away from people. There are lots of different places where you could go to be by yourself. But do you realize that there is no place in the universe where you could go and be out of God's presence? You may not be aware of him, but he is always aware of you. <coughs> Hiding anything from God is not possible. Leaving his presence cannot be done. In our world, it is a very easy thing to feel lonely. It's very easy to feel like you're all by yourself. Even in a crowd of people, a thousand people even, you can feel like you're all alone. But not for one second in your life has that feeling ever been true. Every breath that you have taken, God has been there to see it. Every word that you've spoken, everything that you've done, God was right there beside you. In the omnipresence of God, we find great comfort, for he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee.
1: 374, 374, no, never alone, he's promised never to leave me. Never to Leave Me Alone, 374. I've seen the lightning fire
0: Thank you for this attribute of yours
1: that no matter where we are no matter what we're doing you're there
2: I remember as a young man I didn't like that that you saw everything that I did but now I am so thankful
1: that you see everything that I do and you're there to teach me and guide me and keep me on the right path and in and, and everything and every part of my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being omnipresent. Thank you for being with each one of us all the days of our life. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father.
2: In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Fourth Attribute is God's immutability, which is another confusing word that simply means that God doesn't change. This is so hard for us to get a hold of because our life consists of nothing but change. Our bodies change, our skills change, our minds change, our surroundings change, our friends and our family change, our trouble changes. We are constantly either going from better to worse or worse to better or from just from different to different. But through all of that, God never changes. His thinking, his truth, his love, his grace, his mercy, his peace, none of this ever changes. In fact, God's immutability may be considered the most important attribute that he has. For if God could change, the other attributes would be meaningless. But because he is immutable, we can rejoice in all of the attributes as well. God stands like a huge mountain in a sea of change. We can have peace in our lives when we are stayed on that unchangeable rock. If we're we're stayed on that unchangeable rock, then we too are unshakable.
1: 398, 398, yesterday, today, forever. Jesus is the same, 398.
2: pray. And our Father, we're praises to thee for this wonderful, wonderful attribute you have on our behalf. Lord, everything you do and have is on our behalf, and we praise you for it, for we're in your mind and your thoughts. These are standards that you have that we can hold on to and have confidence in and trust thee in a greater way. Lord, give us that grace Give us that heart, that knowledge to trust thee, for you are unchanging. Though all things about us change, you are that solid rock. Uh, Lord, just uh, help us uh, to put ourselves where you are in that unchanging way. (coughs) Give us that confidence. uh, We pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Attribute number five is God's wisdom. Linked with the omniscience of God is the wisdom of God. For not only does he know everything, he also knows what to do about it. His wisdom is not based in his best guess. His wisdom is not based in the law of probability. It's not based in good reasoning. It's not based in how it went last time. His wisdom is based in absolute certainty. He sees a problem from every angle. He sees it from every side. He sees every detail and from every possible outcome. God doesn't guess. He knows. His answer isn't just a solution. It is the solution. His wisdom doesn't create other problems as side effects. There's a great peace for us in the wisdom of God. We don't have to bumble our way or guess our way through this very complicated life. God gives his wisdom freely. And we can walk each day of our life in the wisdom of God. 214,
1: please. Two, one, four. All the way, my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Two, one, four. (laughs) Oh
2: God's wisdom
3: father we thank you for your wisdom the same wisdom that brought about creation and the plan of salvation we still have with us today and will continue into eternity God we know that our wisdom is foolishness in your sight and we just pray that you continue to bless us with your wisdom the wisdom that has eternal benefits and eternal value in our lives. May we continue to uh, follow what you would have for each of us, and we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Attribute number six is the faithfulness of God. God is faithful, meaning he is absolutely reliable. When he makes a promise or a uh, (laughs) lost my wording here, Uh, you can count on. When God makes a promise or a commitment, you can count on it. This is nothing that you have to convince him to do. It's nothing he has to try to force himself to do. It's just God being himself. We forfeit so much rest when we forget this attribute of God. God is faithful even when we are not. He cannot change who he is. You can go through life clinging and cleaving your way through each situation, or you can rest, because your God is entirely reliable. He is faithful in every situation.
1: 373, earthly friends may prove untrue, but Jesus never fails. 373.
0: Dear God, we love you and we thank you so much for your faithfulness. Lord, we're all sinners. I'm a sinner, but yet every day you love me. You, You know what I need and you still call for me. You invite us to heaven at the end of our life and we trust in that. We trust always in your faithfulness and that promise. Lord, thank you again for your faithfulness. In your son's name, we pray. Amen. (coughs) Attribute number seven, the love of God. (coughs) This attribute of God may be the most perplexing. We can understand why God would be all-powerful. The gods of the heathens are generally somewhere in that neighborhood. We can see the need for God to be omniscient. His omnipresence is pretty easy to figure. Immutability and faithfulness make sense. But when we try to think about God setting his affections on something as insignificant and worthless as us, That kind of throws us a little bit. Why would he do that? But what we have to understand is God has the ability to love, and he has decided to set his affections on us, not because of anything in us, but because that's what he decided to do. This love is not measured by our ability to reciprocate or even appreciate that love. God loves each of us with a God-sized love, a perfect love that's poured out on us. And there is nothing that man's mind could comprehend that could be more amazing than the fact that God loves us. Number 58, number 5-8, Isn't the love of
1: Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful it is to me. Fifty eight, please. 618. 618. love with everlasting love, led by grace. That love to know. 618. I'm his and
3: he is mine.
2: Father, it's one thing to say we love, it's another thing to show by our actions that we love. No doubt the greatest act of love that you have ever shown to mankind is the giving of your Son so that we might have eternal life. May our love for one another, may our love for you grow and reflect the love that you have exhibited to us in Jesus' name.
0: Attribute number eight, the goodness of God. The word goodness, although very familiar to us, can also sometimes give us the wrong impression of God. When we experience goodness in the world that we live in, very often (laughs) that goodness has ulterior motives. People do good, hoping or even expecting to have good given in return. God's goodness is not like this at all. God is good. It's not something that he has to work at or force himself to do. He is good and therefore he does good. Goodness, the doing of good, just flows from him. He has no ulterior motives, he's not trying to get anything in return. You might almost say he can't help himself. It is who he is. My friend Jack Jarvis used to say all the time, God is a good God, and he does good things. (coughs) Think about what that means in our lives. Our God is a good God, and this is something that we should all be truly thankful for. All that
1: thrills my soul
0: is Jesus. 641,
1: that fourth stanza. Every need his hand supplying, every good in him I see. 641, that fourth stanza. this time and opportunity that we had here lord as pastor uh, scott has said as uh, brother jarvis has said many times you're a good god you always will be a good god you do good things lord i praise the congregation and even in our own personal lives lord we would never forget that that we'd always praise you for being good lord i pray that each one of us might uh, uh, be good lord that we might strive to spread the gospel in in a way that uh, you would have us to do but lord we uh, we we thank you for all that the goodness that you bestow upon us and uh, lord uh, you have blessed us mightily we ask this in your name amen
0: eight attributes in 45 minutes didn't think it could be done We covered the attributes of God very quickly, but I hope this is not just a one and done for you. Well, we did that in church and that's it. You realize that the lies that have true meaning from the past are those people who marveled and worshipped their God. The reason that David's writings in the Psalms are so precious to us is because he was a man who knew his God. Worship is not limited to those men in the Old Testament or even the New Testament. It is for you. It is for me. If you read old writers, you'll find that there were lots of people who just loved their God. And they spent their life knowing God. One of them wrote a lot of poetry, and he, talking about the attributes of God said, they're numberless. And so let me encourage you. In your devotions, in your time with the Lord, take time to get lost in your God. It's not very hard to do. If his attributes are numberless, how long will it take you before you're just over your head, overwhelmed by who you have for a God? This is our privilege as Christians, to worship at the feet of our God. Do not let that go. There's nothing else that you'll do in your lifetime that will be more valuable or more important than the worship and praise of God.
1: Number six, please. Number six, praise to the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation. Let's go ahead and stand together as we'll sing all four stanzas. Number six, praise to the Lord the Almighty.